Hey guys, this is Ishai Breslauer and welcome to the CRE Shark Eye Show where we discuss commercial real estate. On Mondays, we dive deep into an asset class and on Thursdays, we go into some inspirational stories for the weekend. Can't wait to start. Let's go. Hey guys, before we continue, I would like to introduce you to the seven day CRE challenge, which will introduce you to commercial real estate and will show you that anyone can do this. Also, I have the free cheat sheet for commercial real estate with the six best secrets for commercial real estate. You can download it free. Just click below or above wherever it is and get it. Let's continue. Hi guys, this is Ishai Bressler with the CRE Shark Eye Show where we discuss commercial real estate and we talk prop tech, we talk uh, all asset classes, we discuss them in depth, and also we dig into some inspirational stuff to get us, whether it's through the day, through the week, through the month, through the year, uh, to be better in what we do, to be more focused with what we do, to have more inspiration, not to give up, to continue doing what we need to do because it's a long game and it's uh, we're here for the long haul, as we call it. We want to we want to be successful. That's what we want. We want to have a blessing. We want to have some grace. We want to know that we're doing the right thing. Uh, today, what I want to do is I'm going to discuss. First of all, this show today is actually this show before the Passover. I celebrate Passover, Pesach, Passover, uh, however you guys want to call it. Uh, and uh, this is what we call the Passover vacation. Um, and uh, the holiday doesn't really permits in terms of timing, whether it's a holiday falling on the wrong day, etc. Usually my show is on Monday and Thursday. And uh, in order to make it easy, uh, I just wrap it up for the holiday. So this is the last show before uh, the end of the holiday. And we're going to get back. Let me just check it out. If I'm not mistaken, we're going to get back on the 5th. Okay, so we're going to be off a little bit. And we're going to get back on the fifth, so uh, that's exciting. And we're gonna we have some exciting season over there after the spring spring season, and it's going to be pretty exciting. But in order to, I would say, finalize this winter season, uh, the one thing I would like to discuss is something that I've been um, meaning. It's something that we all know, we all heard of, meaning in the past uh, year or so. Some people know it from the '90s, you know. Um, and it's called SPACs, right? Everybody knows about SPACs, but I was not in, as a commercial real estate guy, I was not involved in it. And even though I was involved in PropTech, still involved in PropTech very heavily, um, did not get involved in SPACs at all. And just recently, a friend of mine called me and he says uh, he wanted to get me involved in the SPACs. And uh, I, I said to him, Let, let's discuss PACs a little bit. And we started discussing it. And I would like to share with you my thoughts about SPACs. Do you guys know what SPACs are? I would love to hear and to see that you know from it. If you can, you can leave me a comment right here. But uh, to, to make it story short, to make the story short, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be pretty brief today. But it's, I have mixed feelings about this whole idea of SPACs. And I want to discuss this, okay? What are SPACs? What are these? Um, so let's start for a second from, you know, the regular, original, known IPO, 
okay? Uh, the public uh, offering that people, that uh, companies are going for, startups are going for, they went through a certain type of a journey and now they want to go out and blow up. They want to go out and do the right thing and get themselves going and, uh, and uh, go out to the public market, blow up, bring more capital significant capital into the into the system and uh, grow significantly that's what companies do in order to go for an ipo there are all kind of methods to go into the market ipo is the most known is the is the i would say the ones that all those companies dreamed of doing but the process of ipo uh is pretty heavy because you have to go through a prospectus you have to go through um uh, investment banks to go and approve you and do the underwriting and bring you to the market so you'll be able to go to road shows in order to go to those companies that will potentially be investing in you, okay, if you are a startup company of that sort of company. And that type of a process could take anywhere between months to even six months, sometimes even more. It's a long process and very heavy, and it's very costly. It's, it's, cost, it's very expensive. And uh, many, 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 many companies don't make it through. They go. We know all. We all know. You know, from the real estate perspective, we all know the WeWork story, how they were um, estimated to be huge company of billions and billions of dollars, and in the end, it just didn't fly. Right? It just didn't fly. So that's one story. But we know a lot of other stories, and it's not the only one. So that's. The original, the classic IPO. What is a SPAC, though? A SPAC says, and that's very weird, but a SPAC says, okay, cool. I'm Instead of going and raising capital for a certain company, and the company does this, this is our service, this is what we do, this is how we benefit the market, that's the problem that we're solving in the marketplace, etc. Comes in the SPAC and says, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to raise capital. I'm going to bring into the pool a lot of money. Sort of like a VC. And you know what? Pause. What is a VC? A venture capital fund is what we call the pool that they put the money in and then they uh, and then they go and they invest in startup companies that are not public usually, that are not public. What is a SPAC? SPAC is pretty much the same idea. But people put the money into that SPAC, which is public. The SPAC concept is a public company. It's not a private company. It's not a, uh, uh, it's a venture capital fund. It's a public company, literally public company that people can just throw money on it and invest in it. It's, it's a, the concept is really, really interesting, but strange at the same time. Why? people are throwing money at that SPAC, okay? And what, what happens is that they go out and they go search for companies to invest in. That's what they do. That's what the managers, the management team of the SPAC, the general partners of the SPAC, that's what they're going to do. They're going to go and search for companies to invest in. And that's what they do. What's the funny part? What's the good part about joining a spec from the startup perspective? You don't have to go through all this underwriting, the, the processing, the prospectuses, and all 
these things that you have to go through for a public offering that you will have to go through. Normally, you have to go through. When it comes to spec, you stay private. The spec is public. You don't have to go through. It's the little company doesn't have to go through all that stuff. So, okay. Once the spec decides they want to invest in that specific company, and they say, okay, we want them to be in our pool. And then they go to another company and we say, we like them. We want to invest in them to put in that pool. But again, the investors, what they did is they put all their money in advance in that pool that is called SPAC. And they trust those managers to go out and invest in that little company in the end. So what, what, what's the big difference? Again, like I said, first of all, the startup companies, they don't have to go through the underwriting of this perspective, the whole costly process, they don't need to go through this, right? That's the first thing. The second thing that is happening, the second thing that is happening, that there's no headache. There's no, uh, there's no headache, uh, you know, on the go. They all they do, the spec approves them. It's a shorter process. It's easier. It's funner for the companies to be in. But on the other side, from the side of the investors, think about it. Why are in an IPO, why all these companies have to go through the prospectus, underwriting, all these checkings, all those scrutiny, scrutinizing those companies? Why do they have to go through this? The answer is very simple. In order to ensure investors that they their money is more secure than whatever, that there's a better chance for them to have a good return on their money. And it's not going to go down the tubes, which is many times bogus because I'm not going to get into this whole politics of how to get approved, etc. Eventually, the people who need the prospectus are those companies and they pay those investment banks and those, uh, you know, all those uh, underwriters, etc., so, uh, you know, usually it, it causes the other companies that have to approve them to just approve them in order for them to go ahead. And that sort of give them the kosher sign to go ahead and further. But it's better, right, for the investors, think about it, it would be better for them to have something, some process that checks the companies versus nothing. And SPAC is basically zero. It's nothing. Meaning... There's a money in the in the pool, and people gave the money to that pool, to that SPAC, and the SPAC is going further and is going starting to invest in those companies. And the investors don't have anything else that will actually prove that the checking was appropriate. Obviously, the SPAC could provide documentations and all that stuff. Is it perfect? No, it's not. Um to me, on one hand, it's it makes sense for the companies to go through this process. From the side, from the company side, from the startup side, it makes a lot of sense. It saves a lot of money. It's a shorter process. It could be quicker money. A lot of things could be better. From the side of the investors, and here is the main part of it. From the side of, in, of the investor, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds to me like... Uh, it's a fiction on one hand. Why? Because people putting money into a place where there is absolutely nothing, right? They're putting money in a place where there's absolutely nothing. 
that's the case. That is the case. And um, it's very similar to a fund. But where is this nothing could be a big thing, could be really amazing? And what is the, I would say, the main condition, the main factor that makes it really exciting to do it? The answer is the management team, the general partnership. Just like in a real estate deal, when you want to go for a real estate deal, let me just put the microphone a little bit closer like this. When a real estate deal happens, occurs, and you are on the LP, limited partnership side, who is more passive, sometimes a lot more passive, sometimes just more passive than active, but you're not running the show. The general partnership is running the show. The general partner, the GP, the sponsor, whatever you want to call them, they run the show. When they run the show, they have all control of it. So, but you know, you're presented with a real deal. You're presented with a live deal. You get the numbers, you get the story, you get the PDF, you get, you sometimes get to go and visit the property yourself. Or you get from the fund where you invested the money with, they go to visit the property and they give you their analysis on top of the general partner analysis. But um, in any event, in any event, what we're trying to do is it's important, it's very, very important to understand that there's nothing to ensure that the company, that the SPAC is going to get good companies. And therefore, the type of management that is successful with that SPAC aspect are big names. If a new name will come into the market and say, okay, I want to start a SPAC and I'm going to go for those exciting companies, etc., there's no nothing to ensure that you have done it in the past and you'll be able to go for good companies, for good, great companies. So why would you go public and everybody will throw money on you and you're going to go ahead and find companies to invest in? Okay, so now we understand what SPAC is pretty much. Okay, we understand that people throwing money into a pool in their management, that is the public company and that public company is investing in private companies. That's how SPAC works now the big question is the following the big 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 question is the following um so first of all the first thing that we have to understand is today with the market the real estate market going to sideways going to all kind of angles going to all kind of places that a lot of people feel insecure yes there are still good deals to to be found but it's much more, it's, it's different. Some people say it's the time to invest in commercial real estate. Some places it is. And every deal stands alone. In some places, it's totally not. And still every deal stands alone. But you have markets that are booming, markets that are being liquidated from people. Okay, not from money. Money also. But people are moving. They're leaving. So this whole startup you know genre this whole thing that is called technology that is higher risk a much higher risk it becomes interesting it becomes valid it becomes something that people can say hey i can look at it and this could be interesting why because everybody's at risk every single deal is at risk we just saw retail of you know the the past year we saw retail 
uh, deals that were on the highest, uh, on the lowest risk, highest safety, you know, level, best type of deals, conservative returns, um, low vacancies, all these things, all these big, beautiful words that you could say about them. At the same time, they failed majorly. Nobody could predict that. Nobody could see that. Same for hotels. Same for certain classes in multifamily, even, which have proven it the most as most resilient. But still, you have things that are happening in certain places. Came out the risky investment called technology, specifically for people who are in the real estate uh, field. It's called prop tech, property technology. And they come in and they say, okay, maybe I should look at that. Everything is risky. Everything is crazy. Maybe I should put my money, a little bit of my money, in some place that is called prop tech, property technology. Maybe I should look into that. And actually, SPACs are going and being and the growth of SPACs in the prop tech scene is just booming. And I just want to point out the fact it's not for no reason that companies like RXR and other hedge funds that are major are going for those type of things, for those type of methods using specs, okay? Taking this public, raising the capital for nothing, and then going and looking for companies. But pay attention again, the general partner I just mentioned, RXR, one of the top 10 real estate companies in New York. It's a fact. They are all the way up there. And people will trust them because they are who they are. But when it comes to all the rest, we have to understand that things are not as simple as that. If you're not as popular, if you're not as big, if you don't have that, if you don't have the credentials, if you don't have the track record for people to be able to follow you and to say, I want to give him money because I know who they are, then a spec will not work for those people. A spec would not work for you if you are not in that category, okay? I find it hard to believe that people give money. I just, uh, I, I, and, I, and I heard of people who are putting tons of money into specs, several of them, several specs. And yes, there's low risk in specs that if they don't invest, that the money will come back to the investors. So the investors are say, in a safer mode than the GP. But don't tell me that. Why? Because when the money doesn't work and sits in the SPAC, that's risk itself. It doesn't grow. Right. So you're not going to lose the principle that's big. But at the same time, if you put a major amount and you could put it somewhere else that would work for you and would provide and would produce, you just lost money. So what is my opinion about SPACs? First of all, I heard another company that came into, I'm not going to mention any names, but I heard another company, I saw it, I think, in Yahoo Finance, that they use SPACs. They use SPACs for, they went forward with creating a SPAC in order to go for, like, uh, uh, how do you say, a fund for mortgages. So they went public so they can go and help homeowners get quicker mortgages. So it's beautiful because it it could make the process a lot easier for homeowners to get mortgages or for, I don't know if it's for commercial real estate also, but 
if it's for homeowners and for that sake and for that purpose, because commercial real estate works differently, but if for homeowners, it screams. I have to me, it sounds like a little bit of a subprime problem. That's what it sounds like. People are trying to ease the process of getting mortgages. That's why the banks became more strict after 2008. That's why the Great Recession that we had, that's why it happened. Because the problem was not was not looking into the mortgages in, how do you say, in, in the way that they should have. And right now, if those things are happening, if the specs are becoming popular in creating uh, easy mortgages, that's not helpful to the market. And the question is, how big will they be? If that will be a major thing that will start spreading money and investors will start saying, throw money into it. It's just a matter of time, as far as I'm concerned, that the trunches will start coming along and the whole, uh, the whole thing will start exploding. So I don't know if it's a good idea. On the other hand, if those managers, all goes back to the management team. If those managers know what they're doing and they know the type of mortgages that they're going to go and, and fund, then that's a different story. And that is the big question that is lying ahead. It all comes down, when it comes to the specs, it all comes down to who is managing those platforms. And with that, guys, I'm going to finish the show for this season. And next season is starting. Again, I just want to make sure I'm right. I think it's going to be starting on the 5th, on April 5th. We will be back, please, God. Um, just want to make sure that I'm not wrong. Yes, April 5th, we will be back. And um, we are we having, we're expecting a very exciting season with a lot of amazing guests. Um, I want to tell you that if you want to get into commercial real estate, and I want to elaborate a little bit about it, I have two things, and I have the links below or above or wherever you're looking at. Pay attention, please. One thing is called the seven-day CRE challenge. I'll explain what it is in a second. The second thing is a cheat sheet. It's a, it's a fun reading, short, concise, that is called uh, success, secrets, success a commercial real estate success secrets revealed. It's the six principles, secrets for commercial real estate. You can download it for free. It's right there. You just click on it, download it. It's all yours. Put the email address. You get it. It's an amazing thing. And uh, I love those principles. So going back for a second to the seven-day CRE challenge, what is that? I made it very, very low-cost program that you guys can look into this and you can understand what it is. Uh, it's an eye-opener for commercial real estate. That's exactly what it is. For very, very low price, you can go in and get the feel of what is commercial real estate, get to know it if you're not so familiar with it, and see what the benefits of this industry is a little bit and get a glimpse of what it is. And that is the beauty of it. And again, pay attention to the free cheat sheet. You can download it. Look at the link. And with that, guys, I want to remind you, you can find all the links for the pot, for the podcast, okay? I am an Apple podcast. You can find it in Spotify. You can find anywhere you want, okay? And with that, I'm going to see you after Passover, Pesach, whatever you want to call it, in the spring season, April 
forth. Until then, you guys, have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful spring. Take care of yourselves. Hey, guys, thanks for joining me in this CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And go subscribe, download, do whatever you guys need to do. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves.